Welcome to Quaker Faith and Podcast, where we will explore traditional Quaker beliefs and the variety of Quaker beliefs found today. Welcome back to Quaker Faith and Podcast. Uh, We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Micah, and today we're going to be discussing the old-time Quaker uh, testimony against times and seasons. Which, uh, you know, from my perspective, fortunately, is is no longer really in effect. Uh, we're, we're we're pretty we're pretty seasonal these days. Yeah, like I said, old time. Um, so historically, uh, way back at the beginning, Quakers had a thing against celebrating holidays. Every day is sacred. You know, this is the day that the Lord has made. It says in one of the Psalms. Um, and a lot of holidays in the 17th century, the way they were celebrated was let's get drunk. And so. Um, Christmas was an excuse to get drunk the same way that St. Patrick's Day often is in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that did not meet with approval by uh, Quakers or Puritans. Mm-hmm. And there's also the whole thing about pagan origins of things like Christmas trees. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, and, I, and I've probably mentioned this before on previous podcasts, but something that um, a lot of modern-day Quakers don't, don't know or appreciate is that uh, the early Quakers were very much like Puritans in many respects. And in fact, you know, uh, it's been said that the Puritans wanted to purify the Church of England and the Quakers wanted to purify the Puritans. <laughs> and so actually there are a lot of things that we look back on today with the, with the early Quakers and we say, wow, they were really intense and really hardcore about all these crazy things. Like, you know, they were, they were against playing sports. They were against theater. They were against music. Uh, music. They were against all sorts of things, particularly, you know, uh, yeah, uh, basically any sort of entertainment uh, beyond, like, you know, I think I think it might have been William Penn who said, like, you know, the right entertainments are things like gardening and studying mathematics. Um, See, I just thought of that that um, phrase, no more laughter, no more fun, Quaker meeting has begun. Right. Well, that was sort of the vibe. And the, the thing is, like, I think a lot of Quakers imagine that, like, if they hear about this, that they're like, well, that's really weird. I wonder where that came from. Like, why did Quakers believe this way? Um, but the fact was, that was the ambiance in a lot of the radical church at that time. And the pure, like Quakers were just like the Puritans on, on a huge proportion of their culture and their focus. So where, where Quakers got in fights with Puritans were on particular points um, of doctrine, but in terms of like the sort of cultural milieu uh, and like their attitudes towards a lot of different things, Quakers were very, very similar to Puritans. Right, and, and there are still some denominations now that have the, the no holidays or no pagan parts of holidays thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. Like Jehovah's Witnesses have issues with a lot of holidays, right? Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of a lot of uh, sort of um, less mainstream religious groups tend to have issues with holidays, and I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a uh, it's a coincidence that they're the less mainstream ones because um, to object to holidays, to object to sort of the, the festivals that unite mainstream society is, is to put yourself on the margins. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something that the early Quakers did was put themselves on the margins immediately and, uh, I want to say violently, but that's probably not the right word, immediately and, <laughs> thoroughly. and immediately, thoroughly and obnoxiously put themselves <laughs> on the margins. Um, it, you know, you read George Fox's journal, it seems like half the time he was just looking for excuses to get the crap kicked out of him. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, this was one other way, this was one other way for Quakers to distinguish themselves from the corruption of the world around them. And that continued. That wasn't just the first generation. Um, oh, I think it, at some point we mentioned how sometimes when early Quakers say heathen, they mean like Catholic. 
That's 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 certainly that's certainly because true. because like a lot of the Christmas stuff like tr- a lot of a lot of Christmas traditions the way those the pagan aspects got in is because as the Catholic Church in like the like Middle Ages and earlier like the Dark Ages was going across Europe it was like well can we keep our parties mm-hmm. okay fine yes you can keep your parties um, I mean I, I even I, I think of how you know uh, in in Mexico uh, and and certainly in other parts of Latin America. Um, when the Catholic Church came in, like suddenly there were these apparitions of Mary happening in places where goddesses had been worshipped previously, and Mary, Mary, and, and the saints sort of took the place okay. of the of the previous deities. And in many cases, um, you you could argue, and certainly I think that the Quakers, uh, the early Quakers, if they had been watching this, would have argued that um, these saints and and Mary and these different things were actually just a thin veneer on top of, of idol worship, basically. Which is then also what they argue with, like, Christmas versus Saturnalia or Yule. Right. Um, because a Christmas tree comes from Yule trees, and mm-hmm. the, there's the Yule log, which ke- keeps the Yule name. Mistletoe, wow, had, there's some story involving a goddess and a tree, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, that... yeah. and then the feast for bunny and the eggs and all that stuff, too. Oh, sure. Um, and, I mean, I think... Uh, I think that that that, that is uh, that's still something that a lot of Christians, and this isn't particularly Quaker, um, but I think a lot of Christians are uh, are skeptical of mainstream holidays. Um, not that not that they not that we I should say don't want to celebrate them, but that um, you know I myself and I know other other Christians that that I'm friends with and that I follow um, are skeptical not so much of holidays themselves, but skeptical of Sort of the the hollowing out and repurposing of holidays this in is, ways. This that, is where you get the conservative Christians with their "Keep Christ in Christmas" campaigns. Sure, I mean it's also it's also where you get things where um, you know uh, you know the, I didn't grow up with this, but but I know that a lot of evangelical uh, Christians like they will have alternative things to Halloween, for example, seeing Halloween as being demonic, but mm-hmm. they'll have like harvest festivals and things like that. Right, um, serve as an alternative. I had a neighbor when I was a teenager, like the last the last year that I went trick or treating as a teen, we had a neighbor who had a little sign on their door that said, "We do not celebrate this," and then there were quote like scare quotes around it, "holiday," mm-hmm. but come back some other time for cookies and Bible verses. I think I think the uh, I think uh, I, I think I just saw this on Twitter, but it was really great. I saw I saw a sign outside someone's house on I think a picture of it on Twitter that said, "No ghost in this house, but the Holy Ghost." Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that was pretty clever. Um, but I, but I think, I think, I think, you know, that sign, no ghost in this house, but the Holy Ghost is actually a, uh, a you know, sort of bring it more to, uh, to modern times now. And not, and again, not just limited to Quakers, but for a lot, for, for some Christians in general, um, the attitude I think has shifted to not denying holidays as such, um, but being concerned that, uh, the holidays, uh, that the holidays uh, reflect their liturgical role. Um, that they're kept in their proper place. Sort of. Right. Like, well, I mean, for example, uh, uh, Christmas, I mean, Christmas is the best example because it's the most abused holiday in America um, and, uh, and in much of the world. And Christmas, in the popular use of Christmas, is primarily about um, consumerism uh, and... Uh, so, so consumerism and family, Right. Um, are, are like two main things that Christmas is about uh, for for the for you know America right 
Um, but for Christians, uh, the Christmas season, which it's a, there's a season of Christmas. There's, first, there's a season of Advent. Oh yeah. Oh. Right. So we're we're actually we're actually right now as oh. of when we're recording this, it's Saturday, December second. Um, Officially, Advent has not started yet. Advent, it starts Advent tomorrow. Starts, Advent starts tomorrow. So so um, as, as of but as of when as of when this is being recorded, um, we are entering the season of Advent, and um, for most of America. This season we're entering is the Christmas season, and it's a season of of, of increased anxiety, of increased um, shopping. Uh, of increased shopping, a focus on consumerism, focus on sort of getting every little thing done before the holidays. All that needing sort of to stuff. have your house look perfect, needing to have your house look perfect, all kinds of stuff. Up, you know, and not all of it bad. Well, uh, you know, putting putting up putting up uh, putting up decorations, um, all sorts all sorts of preparations. Um, and for 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 Can the real quick? hang on just a sec. So for the for for the Christian uh, for the Christian in the Christian mind and in the Christian tradition, Advent is not about any of those things. Advent is a time of uh, self reflection, of contemplation, of purging. It's really it's really almost like another Lent. If you're familiar with Lent, Lent is a time of of of, of laying down things in your life that that separate you from God and of purging yourself. And Advent is actually a similar time of pur- of purgation and waiting in stillness on God. So it's like completely different understanding of what Advent's about, uh, what Advent's about as opposed to what, quote, the Christmas season is about. Well, and I I was going to point out also that we said that tomorrow is when Advent starts, but Thanksgiving was last week, and um, people, so secular society, like mainstream society, has already um, started the Christmas season um, big pile of work to do. Um, whereas that hasn't officially started yet in, in the liturgical calendar. Right. And I mean, you, you know, you know, you know, something's wrong when, you know, the Christmas season starts after Thanksgiving, but you know, we now see Christmas decorations and things on sale after Halloween. Uh, so there's, there, there's just, there's a weird shifting of how capitalism is always expanding to, to increase its market share. Uh, it uses the it uses the quote Christmas season for that. I'm just remembering there being some joke about the the war on Christmas and how it's um, Thanksgiving trying to protect Halloween from Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Um, just I uh, no, uh, hope this isn't too far off track, but just as a side note, Thanksgiving is is definitely my favorite. It, 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 if I were going to be following the world's holidays, so to speak, America's holidays, Thanksgiving is my favorite worldly holiday. Um, because I feel like it's the most pure. Uh, it, it, it's focus, it has not been overly commercialized. It focuses on family um, and togetherness and and caring about people sort of in your circle. And while that can be a little bit provincial and it's not, it doesn't have sort of a universal view. Um, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. To, it's pretty good to be together with your family and to love one another and to give thanks. Uh, you know, presumably to God. Uh, so I, I like Thanksgiving pretty well of all of all the worldly holidays. <laughs> Well, um, so, so about Quakers today, mm-hmm. we should, we should switch over to, um, nowadays you will not generally find many of us referring to it as the day the world calls Christmas, except, like you except will find in, Except ones. in jest. Yes, as jokes. So you might see it on my Twitter feed on Christmas. I might be like, <clears throat> you know, have a great day the world calls Christmas, just, you know, for, for grins. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Most of us now have Christmas trees <laughs> and and do the gift exchanges and things. I remember I remember when I found out about Quakers, like when I was like first getting into this, and I read the whole like no holidays thing. I I asked the guy I was dating who was a Quaker. I was like, so how's that work? And his birthday is Christmas Eve, 
And he his answer was, well, I'm fine with any holiday that involves presents. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I I do think I do think you know that that attitude. Uh, not 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 to dog on him or anyone else who says that because I also like I also like things that involve presents. But I think that attitude is pretty is pretty uh, in line with uh, the world's or America's however you want to conceive it, but the world's understanding of what holidays are about. Um, which is mostly about uh, enriching ourselves or taking care of the people very close to us, um, and and that's that's a pretty uh, that that's certainly better I think than than how it was uh, back in George Fox's time when holidays were mostly about getting rip roaring drunk and you know uh, doing all kinds of crazy things. Doing all the things you wanted to do if you were sober. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so yeah, to, to today I think that. Honestly, I don't think the Quakers uh, have have really much difference in their celebration of holidays from anyone else in America. I don't think there. I don't think you could probably find a statistical difference. I wonder if we maybe have fewer Christmas lights. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, so personally, I don't have. Um, I don't put up a Christmas tree, or a. I mean, I've never bought a Christmas tree, um, and. Um, I I was like when I was in college, my mom was always like on my case, want you a Christmas tree, want you a Christmas tree. It's like I don't feel like it. I'm not like I'm gonna be at your house at Christmas anyway. What do mm-hmm. I need to tree at my place for? Um, and then like now that like I'm a grown up with a house and things, she's like, so how about a Christmas tree? How about lights? So I intentionally didn't have an outdoor outlet on my house so that I wouldn't have to put uh, lights up, I'd have an excuse. I put up lights. Um, and so I actually, I don't do any Christmas decorate. Like I don't do any holiday decorating. Um, no lights. Um, well, okay. So one little piece of decorating now, because my mom always gives me ornaments for Christmas. <coughs> I have this like metal filigree thing that is tree shaped. That's like two feet tall for just, it's a display rack for ornaments. And so I'll put that up. Probably if I get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we've we've never had a tree. Um, we've never we've never had a tree, and and part of that is that um, in previous years I was very resistant to the idea of having a tree. My wife Faith wanted to have a tree. Um, I remember, you know, we've been married I think eight years now, and uh, you know, in the early years of our marriage, she wanted a tree, and I was like, no, we don't need a tree. We don't need a tree. Um, and it helped that we always went and did Christmas with our our families, so there was a tree there maybe. Um, but this year we're going to get a tree, uh, and part of that. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say, and now that we have toddlers, having a tree would be really, really inconvenient. So, so there's no more argument anymore. No, uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to get a tree this year. We're probably going to buy it tomorrow, actually. Um, and uh, it's basically because we're going to be home for Christmas, and so we'll be able to enjoy it, and it's going to smell nice, and it's going to, you know, we're going to put some ornaments on it that different family members have gotten us over the years because they thought we might have a tree. Um, so, you know. Uh, that's what that is. I mean, I guess for me, I'm mostly interested in the smell of pine in the house. I think, <laughs> I think that's going to be nice. Like I, I, you know, I know I know going in other people's houses that have Christmas trees. Like the smell of pine is very nice. So hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, I I I like to do the um the thing where you have the cinnamon and and stuff like on the stove. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that always smells nice. Yeah. So. What's the benefit? So I, th- I feel like we've talked about 
the dangers of holidays, especially <laughs> in the old days, uh, in, in, you know, sort of uh, 1650s England, talked about the dangers of holidays. I think we talked about sort of like... Corruptions the, the sort, of holidays? The corruptions of holidays. We talked about the nice things about holidays, just sort of like the smell of pine, the smell of cinnamon, being together with family. These are all nice things. But what are the... Are holidays useful, like, to actually spiritually deepen our lives? The two sides that you get on that, I think, are that you have um, the old Quaker argument is that, well, we're supposed to remember um, Christ's incarnation, you know, the Christ's birth um, every day and the resurrection, Easter, every day. So um, if you're only paying attention to them at certain times of year, then you're neglecting them the rest of the year. And on the other hand, on the, you know, the side that people with liturgical calendars, denominations with, litur- denominations with liturgical calendars... Is like a tongue twister. Um, have is like no. If you're tr- if you're supposed to do something every day, like it's really easy to forget that. So having a special reminder at certain times of year can be helpful. Yeah, for for me, and I, I think I think this is something that's happening more broadly in the church, especially for uh, you know people who are now like maybe in their thirties or their twenties. Um, I think that younger people uh, are, and I know certainly I and the people in my circles are. Um, increasingly embracing the liturgical calendar, and 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 I say this: this these are people who are part of like Protestant or Anabaptist or Quaker circles who like traditionally like did not do liturgy um, or didn't do it in any kind of intense way. I feel like the, I am seeing a shift both in my life and in the lives of a lot of other people towards more embracing of the the, the church calendar. Um, which includes Advent, which includes cri- the cri- the actual Christmas season from Christmas till a little after New Year's, uh, which includes it's Epiphany. Yeah. Uh, the, so the twelve days of Christmas refers to the twelve days that are the Christmas season from December twenty fifth to January sixth, which is the Epiphany. Right. And then uh, then Advent and Holy Week, uh, and you know Holy Week culminating in Good Friday and Easter, um, and then sort of the Pentecost, the, 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 the Pentecosts, uh, the day of Pentecost and the Pentecost season after that, too. So there's, there's sort of a whole... There's a Pentecost season. Yeah, there's like Sundays after, there's Sundays after Pentecost. Like, that's sort of how they count it. Oh, well, yeah, but that's, that's ordinary time. Yeah. Also known as the Pentecost season. No, it's called ordinary time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mackenzie's going to call me out on my, on my liturgical ignorance. I used to be um, Catholic. I, and... I used to yeah. Catholic and I was an altar server, so, so I had to have all the colors right too. So, so, t- so time gets ordinary after Pente- from Pentecost to Advent. Yeah. Uh, so we're about to we're we're about to exit ordinary time. It's like it's like you know when you have to set your clocks forward or backward, sort of like that. You know, we're entering or- we're exiting ordinary time now. Um, but for for me for me it's 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 been really valuable in that like, of course I need to remember Christ's uh, life, death, and resurrection every day. Um, but it's helpful. It's helpful to also have times when we when we focus on particular parts of the story, and um, whatever the pagan origins, which they certainly are pagan origins, um, paganism precedes monotheistic faith and Christianity, and so paganism had the chance to to notice that hey, there are seasons that are changing, and we might want to respond to these since like life changes in winter as opposed to spring, as opposed to summer, as opposed to fall, and so it is only right. I mean, that's the creation that God created. And it's only right that uh, those of us who come after paganism as monotheists and as Christians, um, that we also take notice of the seasons that affect our lives in very tangible, physical ways and build our remembrance 
of God's mighty deeds around them. Where, you know, G, you know we celebrate Christmas uh, on December 25th, basically because it's right around uh, the winter solstice, um, when, thing, when the day is the shortest. And so it's like, the light comes when it, the light comes into the world when it's darkest, and from there it gets lighter. Um, it's you know it's viscerally symbolic, and it connects with our lived experience of every day. So um, I, I think these the fact that the fact that these these seasons these holidays are built in we we have built them into um, the way the earth literally the way the earth turns uh, I think is actually really powerful. Um, so the the thing about Pagan just reminded me that um, there are a number of things that traditionally Quakers have held that were to avoid pagan stuff, mm-hmm. that um, including you know the no Christmas trees etc stuff and the um, not calling it Friday because that's named for Freya the goddess sure um, and things like that. But I'm a liberal Quaker. Like in liberal Quakerism, we have Quakers. We have pagan Quakers and like. Who say, who say first day? Well, um, like, it just, it doesn't make any sense for liberal Quakers, at least, to be like, oh, well, we can't have pagan stuff with the pagan sitting next to me. Wait. That, it just comes up silly, in my opinion. Yep. Yep, there's a lot of silliness. Um. So, I, I still don't do the, so, I, I still don't do the liturgical counting, and actually, I think the, um, the thing that I, something that really threw me off, um, coming to, coming to my current meeting was the time that what, the first time I walked in, in a, into the meeting house in December and found there was a Christmas tree in the meeting room mm. because that I really didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Like the meeting that I went to before had one in the basement in December, like, okay, whatever. Um, but having it in the meeting room really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't like object to, um, Christmas trees all around, but like I feel like the one that like my old Catholic church would have in the lobby, <coughs> the one my old Catholic church would have in the lobby that had um, like the tags for buying gifts for kids whose families were otherwise not going to be able to buy gifts. Like that, I think is an awesome thing. That's a great charity, um, great great charitable thing to do. And so, especially if like that's the that's what you're doing with a Christmas tree in your meeting house. That sounds awesome. It's just the like decorative thing that I find odd because we don't really have anything else in meeting houses that are decorative. Yeah. I have to be honest that like um the consumerism and just the hijacking of Christmas into like a consumerist thing is really disgusting to me. But the old pagan stuff doesn't bother me at all. Uh it's basically like it's basically like vestiges of our of our of our tribal past from from like northern europe basically um i don't have any problem with that uh i don't really like it's just sort of a cultural thing like do i have problems with like with hats or with women wearing skirts or with us eating oatmeal uh these are just <laughs> things we do because you know we we've done them for a long time and we've passed them down it's sort of a thing we do and and, and it makes us feel comfortable and and, and in, in in our space did you pick oatmeal because we're Quakers? No, I didn't, but, that, you know. Okay, yeah. just check it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people still think we make the oatmeal. But, uh, we don't. No, they're just using... They're just we using, don't. They're, they're name thieves. They're just using a good name. You can find us on the web at quakerpodcast.org, as Quaker Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and on iTunes.